It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to monday.com. There's a place here at the table. Your coats go by the door. You can kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor. I hope you wore elastic because your waistband's going to get tight. Take time. Mm-hmm. 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 You gotta inspect that Oh my god. It's like I'm always shocked that my dad actually makes dad jokes. Why? Because like so, I, I just thought he was just above thought it. I heard that and I thought, wow. Jesus, that is who I am now. Yeah. Guys, <laughs> happens to all of us. Cheers. I'm very happy to be here with the two of you. Are you recording? Yeah. We're here with returning guest Martin von Hasselberg, Yay! if you can believe it. <laughs> <laughs> On this July 4th episode. Mm, because we needed an expert to come in and talk about burgers. I'm not an expert. Well, you're someone like who can you really admire. And who's made trust. a lot more burgers than Ari or I in, in their in day. A, in a perpetual search for the perfect burger. Wait, can we talk about... I know what your perfect burger is, but can know, you tell the I've audience? I've never made one. I know, but will you I've, tell I've me what... Them, but I've so never what's, made where one. was and your perfect the burger? The first perfect burger. The first perfect burger was at the... Hard Rock Cafe. The Hard Rock Cafe in <laughs> London, the no. very first one. That, you're kidding. The very first Hard Rock Cafe on Piccadilly in London about 1970. And it had blue cheese and maybe it was English beef because it has a different flavor. It was unforgettable. But before that, there was a tiny little place on the Fulham Road called the Hamburger Hangout. Yep. Which Ooh. is where... Uh, Peter Morton, who was the founder of the Hard Rock, had a little place before he started the Hard Rock. And that was also an unforgettable. I think they might have had five seats in it. Who knew Peter Morton was so passionate about the burger? I had no idea. Peter Morton's Steakhouse. He Wait, comes Peter Morton like Steakhouse from Chicago. Wait, yeah, Morton's? That is, yeah, oh. that's Peter Morton. I don't know what I love. He's the Fucking son Morton's. of the... Wait, it's the same guy as Hard Rock? This is blowing yeah. my... Yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah, know. Yeah. I, can I didn't know. Right <laughs> Too many, I have to take a nap. Too many things are happening. Agreed. Wow, I had no what idea. What happened to the hamburger hangout? Why didn't that last? Because it was a tiny little place, and then the next thing that opened within a short time was the um, Hard Rock Cafe. Wow. So that was an unforgettable hamburger. An unforgettable hamburger. Okay. What was it about it that made it so good? I don't know. I think, uh, first of all, I don't think I've ever been able to make one as good as any that I've ever eaten in a good restaurant. Had it ever, was part of what blew your mind about it, the fact that there was a blue cheese beef combo, was that not no, normal for no, that day? Well, no, because I've had those, there no, are good ones since, like that. But Spotted Pig has yeah, a fantastic one with no, blue cheese. Too much blue cheese. 
It's a matter of opinion. It definitely is a matter of okay. opinion. I mean, That's you can my always opinion. scrape it off if you go back for a second. I just feel that like the blue cheese is so overpowering. It might be the choice of blue cheese they use. Exactly. That's what I think. What okay. was this bun? I don't remember. Do what was this bun? bun? But the oh bun God. is such a a bun. It's, you should, you shouldn't be memorable, but sometimes it is so big and fluffy, and I yeah. Well, the and I best hate it. burger mm-hmm. I've had recently, and of course, is the one at Prune. It's the best burger in New York. I'm no, sorry. do they serve it for dinner? Is maybe it only lunch? the best only burger lunch. I've had in America. Although Cassell's in La, in L.A. used to be used to amazing. before it became under hipster management. Yeah. But uh, Prune uh, is, uh, I just read, is is 75% beef, 25% lamb. Yes. It is handled as little as possible so that it doesn't get compressed. So meaning that when you're actually forming your patties, don't try to make them perfect. Don't try to... Don't try to squish all your meat yeah, together. Let play-doh. there be air. Yeah. yeah, let there be air. And also, the more you handle it, the hotter it gets, and then the fat is starting to melt. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Ooh, I've had and Gabrielle, that. who's the owner of Prune Chef, says to cook it on one side for seven minutes. Do not lift it, touch it, turn it until that's over. And... Then she serves it on an English toasted English muffin. Oh, I love so that. Good. I love an English muffin it is burger. so good. And their good. fries are perfect. Every time I read anything about barbecuing, grilling, sautéing meat at home, like making a steak, it's always don't move it. It's always put it on, don't move it. But it's so hard, I think, at home to be patient, to be like, no, I get it. It's seven minutes. It's fine. Because seven minutes feels like a long time. It and does. you start watching it creep up the sides and you're like, oh, I'm overcooking this. What's going to happen? Yeah, the paranoia sets in. But you got it. But I said to, this to Ari recently on an episode that like there have been so many. You know, there was a point where we put a cold pat of butter in the middle. Yep. There was a point where we put an ice cube in the middle. We've yep. tried. I do that. Everything. Do you still do that? I still like that. So this Fourth of July, what kind of a burger are we going to make? I'm going to try and make the combination burger. hamburger hangout, Hard Rock 1970 London. <laughs> Prune Cassells from Los Angeles combination burger. You have to say that every time. It's going to weigh about five pounds. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is Ari and I actually disagree about this. Ari likes a thinner patty. I want the patty to have real heft. A real, real half. Just a big lady. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there is such a trend right now to do like the smash burger, the really thin. I don't. I like that, but I. I don't want it to be too heavy. I just had a great burger, actually, in um, in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. This place, The Lantern, is just making kind of an old-school burger. This place was open for, I don't know, a long time. I think it was one of the first bars in the area, and they closed. But they were known for this cheeseburger, and they started making it again when they reopened. And it's thick. It's thick enough that you can order— you can uh, set the temperature, but it's not right. overwhelming. I don't like a steakhouse burger. I've heard great things about the one at Peter Luger. I haven't had it. Oh, I haven't either. I, I bet that's one either. of those lunch situations. Yeah, we you do haven't that. either, and I haven't either. No, neither, neither. Let's call the whole thing off. Exactly. Well, one big thing we need to get to is if if you're making one, what kind of meat are you buying? Well, for me, that's a big question because yeah. I don't know what prune uses. I don't know. Is it grass fed? So is it? 85% lean. Wait, let's tell our listeners. Okay, so there's grass-fed, there's chuck, 
there. Sorry. No, no, so, so, but, right, right, right. But sorry, I'm going through like when you're making a burger, right? It's like you could care about if it's grass fed, which means that it's going to be generally leaner. So, when I was actually an undergrad, we had grass fed burgers because Alice Waters had started this food program called the ah, Yale Sustainable Food Project. How were they? They were really good. But I always remember you hating on grass fed beef because it's not as marbled. And That's, I will say yeah. they got dry really quickly. So, yeah. I would go to the I would go to the guy flipping burgers and be like, give me the give me it right now. I mean, you're not, you know. <laughs> Generally, they're supposed to be like sitting out in a tray, but I was like, they're all so. Do you remember they, when we went to the kitchen at the Waldorf? Yeah. And they told us that everything gets, and he told us that at home, the chef from the Waldorf, Astoria in New York, he said that at home, he, everything gets pre cooked and then he just finishes it. Yeah. So right. that that the reason why mm. everything tastes different in a restaurant is because it really rests for a long time. Resting. Wow, that's so resting. He, uh, he said that at home he pre-cooks all of his burgers to a certain point. Then when somebody wants one, he just finishes <gasps> it. Let's, Let's kind try of like that. sous right? Yeah. I mean, it's true. It is, yeah. Well, and I think that for me— it's not continuing to cook when you rest it. Yeah, but you do really need— to allow the burger to rest. Wait, okay, so let's talk about kinds of meat. I feel like ground chuck is sort of the standard, but Nancy Silverton in L.A., there's a butcher at the farmer's market in L.A., mm-hmm. meaning like at the Grove, that does the Nancy Silverton mix, and it's chuck and brisket? I don't know what it is, but I've bought it, and I still didn't make a burger that tasted as good as hers. Would you ever mm-hmm. add onion to your burger? Mm, that's different. Guys, that's more like the Bill Burger in, in Sun Valley, Idaho. Yeah, okay. There's a guac guy and there's a burger boy. There's burger boy. Burger boy drives me crazy. I have been at houses (laughs) where I have watched men add cinnamon to a burger mix. Oh God. Oh my God. As soon as a person goes like, well, you like you you may not have heard of it, but like sometimes I add, nope, you gotta go. X ingredient. I want salt and I want pepper, and that's all I fucking want. Yeah. I want it to taste like beef. Yeah. Not like cinnamon, not like turmeric, not like, not like celery chipotle. salt, not like chipotle not like powder. Paprika, no, nothing. It, nope. It's so, you only do salt and pepper, right? And then I want cheddar cheese. But you're an American cheese girl. Yeah, well, we can get into that later. I'm confused. What do you mean you're confused? What there do you put in Calavo your burger? There was the burger on Sepulveda Boulevard <laughs> oh, in Venice Boulevard in L.A., Bacon and avocado, mm. and little strip mall. Very California. Really but, good. Daddy, that's bacon and avocado on top. That's not bacon and avocado in, in the, the burger, burger mix. Some not in the burger mix. No, no we're talking about— Oh, you meant in the burger mix. But yeah, I've I'm also heard about- mixing the cheese. In fact, I think that might even be Julia Child or James Beard, somebody talking about mixing in— Shredded cheese into the burger mix. I, mean, I believe that no, might sound so good. delicious. I'd like to taste test it, please. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I have a wedge of that. In Minnesota, they do Juicy Lucy's where they put the cheese in the middle. It's like it. a stuffed crust pizza. Uh-huh. It's like a wonton of a burger. That sounds amazing. Yeah, but I think for the most part, unless unless you like go to the place that did it originally, it's not very good. Yeah, for the most part, I just want a good patty, a good cheese, yeah. a very thin slice of onion, maybe a piece of lettuce if I want a little. Oh no, I want, I want, I want uh, pickles. Yes, like but we need to burger. we need to talk a little bit more. Let's talk about, about the, meat. the meat, Daddy. Meat. Let's talk about the meat. Most important part. I'm always someone, 
I, I want to buy a nice steak if I'm cooking steak. I want it grass-fed. I want to know where it's from. I want to know the farm. I want to get real, like, Portlandia about it. Uh-huh. Like, is, is it local? Um, <laughs> but with uh, if I'm making a cheeseburger or a hamburger, I want chuck. I want, like, 80-20. I want, I want a lot of fat. Yep. And I tend to think, like, the kind of shittier the meat. Yeah, you don't Just because need... I don't want it dry and, like, tough the uh-huh. way that super lean meat gets stiff. That's what yeah. happens when you do grass-fed is that it gets, it's a little too, it cooks too quickly. Whoa, uh, really? I, no, I'm shocked. I just think, I think it may have something to do with not handling it as much so what it stays area. Wait, when's the last time you cooked a lean hamburger? Have you seen what comes off of the burger at Prune? You mean in and terms I mean of fat? In the nicest way possible, yeah. I, well, it'd be interesting to find out where they, what kind of beef they get, where they get it. I bet I mean, it's they, 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 I'm sure they don't just get it from the supermarket. No. No, and but I it's don't like Pat LaFrida. It, no, it may not even be ground chuck. It may be ground um, uh, short rib. What, what part of the animal is chuck? Is it like a... I don't know. Is it sh- it's from the part they want to chuck away. Yes. Oh, my God. I don't comes. know. That makes sense. But, okay, but when you go, let's say that you don't have a recipe in mind. Let's say that you know that you want to make a really good burger for your favorite people who are coming over. It's July 4th. It's an American holiday. This is a celebration of the burger. What are you buying? Well, you're a journalist. What are you buying? <laughs> I, would, I would probably go for... Pretty fatty ground chuck. Thank you. Um, yeah. I may not bother to go with having the butcher grind anything special, but just buy regular because a greasy hamburger, it's the grease that makes it yes. tasty. Yes. What do you think we just said? That we don't want it lean? Yes, but how do you get that prune burger? It's the addition of the lamb that supposedly yeah. is what well, I creates think that, the flavor. Yes. yes. Holly gives it that kind of like earthy flavor that yeah. lamb has. But, like, if you don't want to super, super prep and, like, go to your butcher and remember that you're supposed to buy, you know, 20% lamb, what right, then I you're do? buying ground okay, chuck. so I would buy ground chuck, and I would, I think I would put the pat of butter in the middle. Mm. I would make it quite thick. I would not try to, I would try, try to handle it as little as possible. Mm-hmm. What are we talking, one inch, inch and a half? No, I would say inch and a half. Okay. Easily inch and a half. And almost like a ball. Yes, almost like a ball. Yep. Are you um, indenting the center because you I have like to kind the, of blow question. up? I like the indentation. Okay, he's indenting <laughs> the center. He's taking a thumb, he's putting it into the center of the patty. With the butter in the middle. Yep. So butter, guys, just to be clear, the butter is, let's say that you take a layer of beef, you put it in your palm, you take a thin pat of butter, let's say it's an eighth of an inch thick or even slimmer. No, no, you just you put take it a... In, a pat, a pat of a, butter. To me, a How pat means a, pat? a tablespoon, exactly. So that's what I'm trying to get specific Like a, te- a teaspoon. A okay, teaspoon a teaspoon of, of butter. butter. You put it in the middle, and then you layer beef on top. So this is not, this isn't butter sitting on the top of your burger. This is butter. It's sitting in the middle. As it cooks, it starts it to basically... Be, it can be, the butter can be frozen. Yes. Yes, because it helps better. to yeah. keep the burger rare. Yeah, that's the idea. It, it stops the middle from cooking too fast. And it adds a little bit of extra delicious yeah. fat. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. 
ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com slash prenatal. Okay, so here he is. He's got his chuck. Yeah. And he's put his pat. Yeah. Put the pat of butter in the middle. And he's dotted it with his thumb. And then? And so you do that just so our listeners know if burgers tend to kind of blow up. So if you make them a ball, they're going to get thick and they're going to be... Well, it's not really a ball. It's you I know, just, I'm just like trying to avoid pushing it down into a flat patty. Yes. Right. But if you make an indentation, then they ultimately end up being more even because the middle always expands. It, it like, rises vertically. Yeah. Okay. And then exactly. on a um, charcoal grill... Mm-hmm. Charcoal. Guys, Thank let's get you. this straight. And if you're I, using a gas grill, you might as well no. just cook inside. I'm sorry. I know it's heresy to say because so many people have a gas grill, but... I'm not sure if that's true. Oh, I think actually because a lot of people a, have gas grill. Because even the gas grill, just the actual flame... Mm, yeah. um, Tastes better than cooking yeah, inside. It's different. Okay, that's true, but I do think that charcoal just adds an extra... Particularly, course. I like to use fact, a little bit cheaper? of... Um, yeah, it's the convenience of gas. A little bit of wood. Ooh, like yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like a, Tonight we're, we're talking. We're making lamb chops. We're going to use a little bit of wood. Yes. Yeah. For a little bit of a smoky flavor. But yes, that's, not too much. We're not making not a too much. That's exactly. But I'm from Does Germany. That get crazy. <laughs> what? So too much? No, no. I mean, it's it's departing from true America. Oh, That's yeah. okay. You're it's not okay. American. He's infusing some German flavors into yeah. his burgers. <laughs> and I serve it with sauerkraut. Yeah, we eat it with some monster cheese. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here we are. We're at our grill. You put on the patty. How do you how do you figure out when it's done? Um, I actually like using a instant thermometer, yes. like the thermopen. So what? Oh, I love my thermopen. I use my thermopen to make green tea. So what? What temperature then do you bring it to? Probably one twenty, mm-hmm. maximum one twenty, because yeah. I want it to rest. Yeah, and it'll keep rising by itself. Yeah, it will keep rising. When are you flipping early? Like you're just watching no, it. No, that's the problem. You see, Gabrielle says, "Don't touch it." I, I Wait. keep nervously keep flipping it. Yeah. So she says, "Don't touch it for seven minutes, and then flip yeah, it." And for in, how long? That's on what she calls a sizzle pan. I'm not quite sure what that oh. is. It's like, like a griddle. Or yeah, something. it's like a griddle. Yeah, yeah. so it's more. She's getting uh, yeah. so nice. Which Wait, may but actually so, be the better way to do it. Well, yeah. maybe the yeah. the grill is not the way to do it. Oh, but I do like a little bit of charcoal flavor. I do okay. too. Oh, when to put the cheese on. That's all the question. Yes. So if uh. you have a grill, a barbecue with a lid, you can put it on maybe when it's around 115, I mm-hmm. would say, and then put the lid back on. Yeah, because you want that cheese to melt, but you yeah. don't want it to basically turn into flames. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah you don't want to And you also don't want it to be that. No, I don't want to bite into raw cheese. No, no. I want to bite into hot cheese. Hot cheese melt. Yeah, I want just melt. the. Yes. I want the, the melt. taste of something melted. Yeah. Well, okay. Hold on. Just one other thing. Taking a step back because I've been getting so obsessed with grilling. When you're making your charcoal, uh, <gasps> sorry, it's, yeah. it's all hot zone. You're you're grilling them all over the hottest coals, right? You're not a burger. You're not putting over like medium or like the low zone. Well, if it you put it over the hottest and it's getting. It's, it's turning really to charcoal. Yeah. 
then move it over yeah. and put the lid on so that it, you know, that the center gets to the Yeah. I'm hearing somebody go, I didn't know that there were zones on a grill. Well, of course. So, it's way right over the flame or further right. and further away exactly. from and it. And so in general, you're going to put your burger on top of the flame, but right, Certainly if it starts to to begin cook, with, mm-hmm. to char it. Yeah, because you want that kind of, oh God, is there anything better than like, as you bite in, you feel... It's hot. it's a little crusty. Yes, it's, I mean it's like a great sourdough. Yeah, oh or a sourdough. Sure, all the good things in life <laughs> have a crust. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about what kinds of cheese we're using. Oh gosh, well here <laughs> now the argument. Now we begin Put to on differ. Your boxing gloves. Mm-hmm. I'm using cheddar. Okay. I'm using like what the color? most bright orange cheddar that the right. world has to offer. Like, um, like a K, what's that one that starts with a K? The, I don't the know. one that isn't made from dairy. The um, what? Yeah, I'm using a vegan and cheese I'm actually. Vegan. <laughs> and, and on top of that amazing chuck, I'm just gonna throw on a patty of vegan A's. Um, no, I'm, like, uh, I'm, a, I'm a full, I eat everything, I'm an omnivore, but I do my dairy products, I like to be vegan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do like. Blue cheese. If I have um, Stilton around, I'll try oh. that. All right. I want to be mm. honest. When's the last time that you, Martin von Hasselberg, put Stilton on your burger at home? When you weren't around. Because, yeah, you're so full of shit. He hasn't done this in <laughs> yeah. years. It's just a fantasy. <laughs> exactly. He's by, well, I you're do. by himself. <laughs> He's making a massive burger on top of the wheel of blue cheese. <laughs> I'm about cheddar because I think it melts well. American cheese, to me, I feel that I'm eating melted plastic and it freaks me out. It's fine, Sophie. I wish I didn't. It's I wish not I didn't. Fair to American the cheese mongers from Wisconsin. That is not. not no, fair. because what is in American cheese? I don't know, but as the only Midwesterner at this table, You're right. it's fair. I don't eat American cheese as a snack. I do eat cheddar. As a, I love a yeah. slice of there cheddar. There are such good cheddar. American cheeses today. Right you're, here. No, Daddy. Seriously, Daddy, right in this no, area. you're That's still... Wait, this is where we find out that my dad is more German than I yeah, thought. I'm Daddy, glad you're when we this. say American cheese, we mean like a craft single. Yes, yes. but I see what you mean. Yeah, That's what I meant Daddy, by factory When it tears, cheese. you're yeah, like, oh, it literally cheese. tears along a line. I mean, yeah. it's yeah, definitely, yeah. Pro- I mean, yeah, American it's, cheese doesn't mean made in America. Yeah. It's pre perforated cheese. It's a, it's a flavor of cheese. It literally melts at 80 There's degrees. Singles. There's something about that, it's, though. Okay, it. there you go. I love There's it. something about it. I mean, uh, I mean every It's co- what comes on a McDonald's burger and yes. it's delicious. There's something about American cheese that feels more like uh like an Alfredo, like it's it mm. feels mm-hmm. creamier than a cheddar. It's a fake it's a fake cheese trying to be a cheddar cheese, mm-hmm. but what the it's result, the result was like, of years of yes, market lab, research. Yeah. But it it does. It doesn't. I hate like that oil slick that cheddar gets on it. I love it because if it's hot enough, it doesn't get the oil. Slick. Oh you yeah, I guess not. It. Or but, the bun absorbs it. Yeah, I like that. But I think I don't know. There's I'm something about the a, creaminess of American that I that love, love only on a burger, and it's probably a nostalgia thing for sure. I loved a Big Mac, and I just like grew up going to you know. Mm-hmm. Whatever local place in Chicago that had a cheeseburger was with American cheese. I think to me, a cheeseburger with American cheese, if it's 2 a.m., I'm in heaven. If it's 1 p.m. and I was looking forward to, like, a juicy deluxe burger, then, I'm, little, then I'm a little, I'm, I am in a true <laughs> state of outrage. Okay, so we got the so cheese. So what was your favorite burger? Oh, God. Prune does have one of my favorite burgers, Hillstone. 
I love Hillstone. Hillstone slash Houston's. It's the most American. It's cheddar. It's also probably about an inch and a half. The bun is not brioche. It basically, I want my bun, which we got to get into buns, but I want my bun to disintegrate under the pressure of my fingers and the grease of the patty. I think it's just onion pickle. Oh, maybe there is tomato on there. How about fat burger? Did you ever have one? Mm-mm. Original fat burger in L.A., that was a great burger. Where is that? There's a is few. Is that on the west side? Mm, it started on La Cienega, um, just below 3rd Avenue, 3rd Street, I mean. And um, then it became a little bit of a chain. But mm-hmm. That was a great burger. That was a mm. greasy burger. And it was I, have, two I had in the one morning. recently at Santa Mo- on Santa Monica yes. at 2 in the morning. Yeah. And it was indeed delicious. Yeah. But partially it was delicious because of the hour. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So maybe And also it. in L.A. it's so fun to be like out at that hour. You burgers at 2 in the morning. You do. That's when you do really have good. to. Mm, the last know. time I had McDonald's was my ex-boyfriend, Max Newman's 21st birthday on 125th Street. We stopped and we got a drive-in at McDonald's. I think we both just got Big Big Macs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was delicious, but not delicious enough to make me be like, oh, the next time I feel like I need something really crappy but delicious I'm gonna go back here but those fries those fries they used to cook them in beef suet and now they don't anymore but they're still so good yeah I don't know what they do okay let's talk about toppings well I like a mixture of mayonnaise ketchup and mustard so you're basically making a thousand island do you put in rel- relish hold on re- you guys re- re- you re- said relish? we're talking <laughs> I said toppings you said toppings. he went to he sauce went to I oh, put I'm up sorry. a finger I didn't know what toppings I put up a finger I did not know what toppings and I decided means. to let him go we'll go sauce we'll talk sauce and then we'll, then talk, we'll talk toppings, toppings. it's fine Martin it's good <laughs> Okay. Well, a it's barrier. fine, Martin. Exactly. We have a language barrier. Don't worry, yeah. He's got Munster on his burger. You haven't been in this country very long. <laughs> I, I usually American put... cheese. There's lots of nice American cheeses oh. these I mean, days. He's okay. right. He's right. It's just there are weird... great American cheeses. Ari brought one from Williamstown. Can't wait to Indeed. eat it. By the time I take it off the grill, griddle, pan, or whatever it is. I'm so anxious to find out if it's good that I don't even bother with toppings. Oh No, but let's talk about your sauce because you do make a mean Thousand Island. Well, thank you. So what's in it? Uh, mustard, mayonnaise, and ketchup. And when you say mustard, we're talking like like a pretty like piquant, like a pretty spicy like, Dijon, um, right? Like a good, um, good Dijon. What's that one that we both really like? That Amora. Amora. Oh my God! There is a mustard that's called Amora. It comes with a red top, great label, very very good font. Um, Italian mustard, very no, spicy. French. French. Oh, French. Amora. It's Dijon. No, Amora. It's Dijon. It's Dijon. That's France. Yeah, I know, but like, don't you think that every country comes up with its own <laughs> fucking version of Dijon? No, a real Dijon is from right. Dijon. Anyway, Let's okay. Moving then, on. Are you putting a... relish in your thing? No, I don't. Hold on. 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 When you say mayonnaise, what is your mayonnaise preference? Well, I like I like making my own mayonnaise, but sure. I'm just showing off. But also, but also for the purpose like of Helmand's, a thousand island, no. 
I like Hellman's, and I also like what's the one from Dukes. the South? Dukes. Oof. I like that. We're I think best Dukes, particularly for I burgers, I think that has so better. Good. It's got more, a little bit more accent to the flavor. I love more it. accent. It more accent. Goo with that Dijon. Love that Dukes. You know what I'm really into though? Cute. And then I like Booby's pickles. Yes. Sliced. I'll slice them. He went into and toppings without us even segueing in. That's fine. Well, okay. Okay. Too slow. But but you slice like them onion. lengthwise. You don't slice them in rounds. Why? Why would I do that? It's not because practical. if you go to a burger place, you slice them into rounds. But th- it's more practical if I slice them lengthwise. How is that more? Or are you making like yeah. a lattice work? Are you making yeah. a quilt of pickles? I'm yeah. with you, Ari. It's actually not. Yeah, I think you don't understand what. That might be. Into, that might be cool though if you like wove them. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> top of a pie and put it onto the burger. If you lift Ooh, up, you really love fun. pickles. Yeah. God, I love a the pickle. Pic- Bubby's pickles are one of the more exquisite flavors that exist in the American and uh, patchwork of, pil- of, of pickles. in brine, not vinegar. They're pickled in brine, not vinegar, and they're spicy in a way that is so rewarding. Like you feel like you're really doing something for your palate when you eat them. Also, something for your gut. They're really delicious. And they are. They have a funky quality. Very yes, funk to dunk. Right. So you're okay. like the regular pickers. Don't they also make like what are like the sweet little ones? called? Yeah, they do. They make sweet pickles. I mean, bubbies. They make like a bunch of. They make a sweet pickle. They make like. Sauerkraut. They make sauerkraut, beet sauerkraut. But the regular Bubby's pickles, and particularly if you get a fresh bottle and you open it and they're really crunchy, crunchy, they are addictive. Guess what, Sophie? What? We have a website. I'm so excited about it. If you go on our website, you can sign up for our newsletter. We promise not to bombard you. I love to unsubscribe from things. She I does. Would never put anything in your mailbox that I would unsubscribe from. <laughs> and we're gonna be in your mailbox. What do you say? Biweekly? Once a month? Does biweekly mean once every other week no or one, two times a week? No one knows. No one knows. It's one of the greatest mysteries of the universe. Bi-weekly, that and black baby. holes. <laughs> so go to having a night podcast.com, sign up for our newsletter, and of course, listen and subscribe. Let's go back to to toppings. Okay. What are your toppings? I'm in a Bubby's pickle. I'm in a really thin slice of onion, white onion, or Vidalia onion. How would you know the difference? So white onion tastes more like onions. Like I would usually actually use a white onion for guacamole. A Vidalia onion or like a yellow onion has a sweeter quality that is equally delicious. But I think that for like a true blue American burger, I would go white onion, but like so go, thinly sliced. You know the idea and how you feel when you eat Korean barbecue. Mm. You can eat all that beef, but because you're eating all those panchans, all those pickled things yeah. and so on. You don't feel the way that you feel after eating a lot of meat and potatoes. Mm. I would go mm-hmm. with That's real, true. with like with a really spicy onion, like with a Spanish or yellow onion, mm. because you want something to counteract that mm. the beef and the mayo and everything yes. else and well, the cheese and so that's on. What tomato. Does. Well, so I was actually thinking about tomatoes, and I was going no tomato in my head. Lots of people are no tomato. So I'm I love a tomato. tomato. I don't like what it does to the bun. I do. I do. Okay, so you're going tomato. Yes. So I have a thin slice of onion. I also have Bubby's pickles on there. 
I have the same Thousand Island that my dad made, except I might have added a little bit of sweet relish to it, which yes, oh, chew. Um, and that's it. And then I've got my, I think it's called a Martin sesame bun. I've got that crazy, I crazy am, sesame bun. You are my wife. I know. I, yes, thank you. <laughs> it's not a Martin's potato roll. It's a Martin's it's sesame, a sesame bun. bun. And I just want to talk about how dotted with sesame is. Completely dotted. It's complete. You can't Co- see buns underneath. Area. It's yes, full surface area. Yes. Because you know some of them are going to come I off in your hands. Very much yeah. um, uh, involved with the <laughs> seeds on certain buns. I think sesame on hamburgers, poppy seed on hot dogs. Mm. It's very well, important. Poppy seed on a hot dog? It's very Chicago thing. I've never seen a poppy seed on a hot dog. It's a big Chicago Vienna beef thing. But I do love the... Seinfeld episode in which Elaine has been eating too many poppy seeds and tests positive for opium. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. Okay. What's on your What's on your burger now that we know what kind of bun you've got? American cheese. Obviously, my bun is a Martin sesame. It might be called like a sandwich roll. It's like yes, it, a weird it is. Name, it is. It totally does. Yeah. And I'm going iceberg all the way. Ooh, I like that. You need a little bit of a crunch. I don't. I want crunch, yes. and I want like an explosion of water. I don't want any like stringy lettuce. Happening. Don't get romaine near my burger. Mm-mm, mm-mm, but I'd rather mm-mm. have romaine than like butter? a big no butter, of course. Yeah. Iceberg first, butter second, romaine third. Agree. And then maybe no lettuce if that's... Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Those are the only three. If you yeah. Don't get arugula in your... If no, I saw a piece of mescaline near, near my burger, oh, I would know that dirt. those people were not my friends. Yes. They were out to get me. I'm going a grilled onion. Interesting. You know, I, I saw this um, Food Network, I don't know, like some crazy roadhouse burger joint probably in Jersey, and they did... This burger on the griddle, and then they had the onion right next to it. And then when they, I think when they flipped the burger, they pressed it into the onion. Mm. So the burger and onion collided. Collided <laughs> in this amazing union of flavor. <laughs> I often get lazy and don't grill the onion, in which case I'll use a Vidalia some, or a white. But I've, I'm not a huge red. No, 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 no. I wouldn't. Uh, but go I red. need the onion. I need the onion, and in some way, there needs to be onion there. I need the like acidity and the tanginess yeah. and like the uh, bracing onion. I would go red if it suddenly turned into an avocado bacon burger. Then I would the, go. I, I can't do that personally. No, I'm with you. But I'm saying, other than that, I would just go straight up. My dad's shaking his head. He loves a bacon, bacon off bacon avocado burger. Anyway, before we so get Cali. into that, I will say I love tomatoes, and I'm very much like a only eat tomatoes when they're in season person, except a burger. I I will get a shitty tomato from the supermarket. Maybe it's been refrigerated even. I don't care if it's mealy. She cray. Well, I would almost rather— It does rather... Make the bun soggy, and I think that's what I like about it. So it I... just adds more water. I was about to say, I think it adds more water. And I actually think that a too good tomato will add maybe too much sweetness, too much flavor. Completely agreed. When I want to be tasting Save those tomatoes for their own. Just make a tomato. Tomato onion salad. Exactly. Do you have preference with what is layered? Like, should the burger be on the bottom and the toppings are on top? Or, like, should certain toppings be on the bottom? Okay, wait. There are theories with, like, how it hits your tongue. (laughs) I'm not kidding. All right. Here I am. I'm making my burger. I'm putting sauce on the bottom. <laughs> I'm putting sauce on the top. Yes. I yes. Want the burger. Thank no, you. I want the burger to be fully sauced. I hate when suddenly one part of the bun is dry. 
if that's the case, I get rid of that part of the bun and I use it later to sop up the juices because hopefully my burger has been fatty enough. I think I'm going... (laughs) I think I'm going because I'm only going onion, onion, pickle, lettuce. Mm -hmm. Lettuce, obviously, on the top, Mm -hmm. closest to the bun. Underneath that, the pickles. Underneath that, the onion. Yeah. But I think that if you fucked up the layering, it's okay. I do too. Yeah. I'm not worried about the layering of my condiments. What do you think? Doesn't make any difference. But I think protecting the bun from the... (laughs) From the the elements. From all all the juices... So that you can get through the hamburger before it falls apart. But that I, I would want put it to the eventually. I do you, too. You want the, the the bits and pieces of the bun to be sticking to your fingers. Exactly. Yes. So you're okay. Well, are you guys? Yeah. Um, are you buttering the bun? Or are you grilling the bun? Grilling the bun, definitely. Yeah. I don't know. I I I could grill. I could go raw dogs. It just depends on the mood. Yeah. You know, it just depends on the mood. As long as you've got that sesame bun, it actually doesn't matter. That's what's beautiful about it. Well, I'm using a. Um, if you use a brioche bun on are you using English muffins when well, we grill together? I, I just had the one at Prune. It was so brilliant. It really is. I mean, an English muffin. I had one for breakfast the other day. They are magical. I don't understand how they do it. Anyway, you're doing English muffin bun. Delicious. Delicious. Yeah, but I'm gonna have words. Well, on Fourth of July, it's probably <laughs> not the right thing to do. Byob, byob, bring your own bun. I will say, I mean, I love that burger season, being summer, is upon us. Because truthfully, all I ever want is a burger. When people it's are true. like, "What's your dream menu?" and I'm like, "Well, I'll roast a whole suckling pig or make my own pasta." All I usually <laughs> what I want is a cheeseburger. cheeseburger. I know, I love a cheeseburger, but you know, it's but okay. This is my final question. When do you have a cheeseburger? When do you have a steak? There's something to me about a steak that feels slightly more refined and sit down. It's something about the the attitude of a cheeseburger that you can hold it in your hand, mm-hmm. the casualness of it, the being able to like walk around with it in hand. Yes. And have it dripping down your your arm. Right. I just love that about a burger. Agree. Agree. I think the next time I eat a steak, I'm going to hold it in my yes. hand and I think it's going to be the best steak I've ever had. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.